Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast Real Recovery where I talk about anorexia recovery, um, eating disorder recovery and I give you some tips and advice on how to manage if you're going through the same sort of thing. Um, Disclaimer, uh, I'm not a medical professional, please don't treat this podcast as a substitute for medical advice and I always recommend you go and seek treatment if you're struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating. This episode is a bit of a weird one, Um, it's not particularly well planned, so I'm sorry if it seems a bit rambling. Basically this episode has sort of sprung to mind because um, some people have asked me recently how to start journaling, like how, what kinds of things they should write, how to even start, like get into the process of it, why they should do it and things like that. And I think journaling and just writing in general has been so important for me in my recovery and just my general life it just it's helped me so much in so many different ways so I do want to talk about it um and I think that if you're someone who hasn't tried yet or maybe you've like tried here and there but you haven't really got into like a good rhythm of it and you haven't found it helpful so far um there might just be different ways that you can try going about it that you might end up finding really helpful I'm recording this kind of spur of the moment right now because I'm literally going through a period of anxiety, like, literally right now, um, and the first thing I did was, like, got out my journal, and I started writing things down, and it really helped me, and I just thought, this is such a good, I don't know, this is just such a good method, it's such a good release, and I think if more people did this, or if more people knew about it, it might be able to help, um, so yeah, I mean, I hope that this episode does help you, maybe you find something useful in it, if it doesn't, then, you know, I'm sorry, fair enough though, because different things will work for different people, and obviously what works for me won't work for everyone, so yeah, but either way, I hope this does help some people. So basically, in this episode, I'm going to like talk you through um, the main tips I have for journaling, the main uh, uses I have for it. For example, like there are different situations where I use my journal and I use writing, Um, so one of them will be like, if I'm anxious, I'll use it. And I have a specific method of going about dealing with anxiety through writing it down, and I'll teach you that. Um, if I'm, you know, triggered by something and that's causing eating disorder thoughts, then I also use journaling for that. I use it for, um, to prevent being overwhelmed in the day. I use it if I'm feeling really, like, low, like, depressive symptoms. Um, I use it if there are things that I need to work through that has happened recently. I use it to plan upcoming events that I know are going to like trigger me or stress me out. I use it for staying motivated in recovery. I use it for getting motivated in recovery. I use it to basically challenge any irrational thoughts. And all these things, like all of these ways I use journaling have like overall added up to really helping me manage things. And before I started this, I, I definitely just coped worse like I don't know my eating disorder had more room to you know take in my life because all of these different issues I would go through I didn't have a I didn't have any resolutions to them except my eating disorder and now that I have journaling things just seem a lot clearer to me um and yeah okay so I'm just gonna start off firstly if you haven't started journaling before or you haven't ever like kept a diary or maybe you have but you haven't ever been like consistent with it um, don't worry about it because this was also me. I literally just didn't know what to write. I thought the idea was kind of pointless and I thought it was kind of boring as well to just sit there and like write about what happened in your day. Um, so obviously I don't do that. 
Um, I don't just like write a list of everything I did on that day. In fact, I don't really even journal that often in the evening unless I'm like triggered by something and need to just like work through it. I normally journal in the mornings. Um, just like take the pressure off yourself and don't worry about it. It's not this like big deal that has to be done right. You can literally sit there, open a book, get a pen and write, I don't know what to write. Like that's how easy it can be. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect and you don't have to know what to write. So just start, just get a book, get a pen. Um, and start is like the main tip um another tip is to like find a time that works for you I know people do enjoy like writing down in the evening as like a way to like decompress and like work through all the stresses of the day personally I prefer doing it in the morning because then um it sets me up for the day I also journal in a moment of stress or if something has just happened I know when I was earlier on in recovery I would get triggered very very easily and by that I mean you know people's comments would really make me spiral or certain things or certain thoughts would you know really like cause my eating disorder to take over in a way and unless I had an outlet for that then I think my eating disorder would have had even more control over me and so yeah I do think it was really helpful for me back then especially now I get triggered less often in fact, hardly at all, but when I do, um, I do use the same method to work through it and not let it cause relapses or lapses or anything like that in my recovery. Another tip is to find a method that works for you. Some people are just not big into writing and that's fine. Some people prefer to talk out loud to work through their feelings. So like, this could look like, I don't know, maybe you, you could record like a voice memo and that could be your form of journaling. You could obviously speak to someone else, I know it's not quite the same thing, um, but, you know, talking out loud and processing these things in the same sort of way will help as well. Um, you could do art. You could, I don't know, find a method that works for you. Um, I mean, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about are specific to writing it down. But the, the, the concept of journaling as a, as a thing to basically just help you clarify and release certain thoughts is, you know, it's workable in other ways other than just writing things down. So bear that in mind as well. When I was in the beginning of recovery, I would get overwhelmed and anxious so easily. I mean, I still do, but it was worse back then because my brain was so undernourished and I had no way of organizing my thoughts, how to marshal my thoughts and actually be coherent with them. So I had to write them down or nothing would get done, nothing would happen. I would feel even worse. So I started writing them down and my first um, method I'm going to share with you about how I journal is to do with dealing with anxiety. Um, I do have like an anxiety disorder. I think a lot of people, a lot of people do, especially people with anorexia. Um, they do tend to go hand in hand, but even if you don't, you know, everyone gets anxious and I think that this method could help everyone really. Okay. So if you get anxious, um, if you have all these like racing thoughts, all these like worries, um, just things that like you're feeling uneasy about, you're feeling uncomfortable about and there might be big things and they might also be really small things and you might just find yourself in this place of like overwhelm and shut down and you just can't think straight, you can't really do anything about it, um, then this exercise could help you a lot. So here's what you're going to do. Get your journal or a piece of paper, whatever, and get a pen and just sit down, take a deep breath and what I want you to do is basically make a list you might not know what you're going to write until you write it sort of thing. You just need to start writing down every single little thing that's making you anxious. If you're not sure, just write it down anyway, okay? Just everything that comes to mind, 
just write it down. And once you get going, once you start making this list, you'll just find that more and more things crop up. Um, this list might be really long, especially, you know, if you're in that place of like real overwhelm, this list might be really long. It might be that there's very obvious things, like perhaps like you've got an exam or something. That's going to be a big thing that you're obviously going to be anxious about. So that's obviously going to be in your list. But there might be other smaller things. I'm going to find one of my lists and I'm going to read out a few things just so you know the kind of the kind of things that come up when you do this process. Okay, so I found a list. This is actually quite a recent one. I'll just read out a few things. Um, so for example, there were just sensory stuff that was bothering me in that moment. I was really overwhelmed. So I wrote down bright lights, I'm too hot, my skin feels dry, I feel sick. Um, and then there were also other things like my room's a mess, I've got text to reply to, I haven't answered my DMs, um, I don't know how to upload a podcast, um, I haven't got a plan for tomorrow. Basically other things like that. Um, it just like loads of stuff comes up and comes to mind and you just end up spilling it all out it's kind of like brain dumping everything onto one place um and yeah you know especially at the beginning of recovery most of these things were i'm scared about lunch i'm scared about this i feel guilty about this or blah 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 blah, blah. um and all these things just sort of come out onto the page now you're gonna like sit down and look at it all look at each little issue one by one and you're gonna either come up with and the, you've got two options here. Either you're going to come up with a solution or you're going to come up with a reminder. This is really similar to that pack of flashcards I made. Um, it's on my Etsy if you want to have a look at it. But it's like each little irrational thought or anxiety either can be resolved by a solution or a reminder. And solutions are for the problems or the anxieties or issues that have like immediate resolutions. So, for example, going back to my one about feeling too hot. That has an immediate solution, which is open a window, right? So what you do is you go through this list, you number each problem, you number each bullet point, and then you write another list below them and you number that list. And each number obviously corresponds to the number above it. Do you get what I mean? I hope that makes sense. Um, and you write a solution or a reminder. So you go through, um, you might see one that is like a sensory problem, like I feel too hot or my skin feels dry. You write your solution down. So open a window, moisturize your face, all that kind of stuff. For the ones that are a little bit more tricky, um, the solutions might be pretty long-winded and then they require another plan, they require a bit more like in-depth, but say if you've got an exam and you're stressed about that, your solution might be revised for the exam. But obviously that's quite broad um, and that in itself can cause you anxiety. So then, you know, on a separate page you might just want to go into more depth about that, make a more structured plan for that particular thing, but still there is a solution for those kind of worries. For the other kinds of anxieties that are more irrational or more um, just sort of overthinking ones that you know you probably shouldn't be worrying about but you just can't help it um, because that's the nature of anxiety that it is often irrational. So for the more eating disorder themed ones like I feel anxious about eating a certain food because you know I don't know maybe you feel judged by other people if you eat it in front of them or something like that you've got to do yourself a reminder um, and this is going to be personal to everyone reminders for me perhaps if I was a common anxiety of mine was I'm eating too much right um, and that would be on pretty much all of my lists in early recovery even when I wasn't eating too much I mean not that there is a too much but even when I was under eating still that used to worry me um, what you have to do is just come up with your own personal reminders and like mantras and stuff like that that help you ground yourself in the moment and like come back to what is objectively true. So I would write things like, there is no such thing as too much in recovery or something like that. Something quick that just sort of 
provides a little bit of resolution to that irrational thought and stops it spinning around as much because you have something to counter it. And you're going to do that for every single one of your bullet points that you've made. So all of your brain dumped anxieties on a page, you've now you've written a list below it of um, rational reminders or you've got little solutions or you've got big solutions that might require a few more steps and a bit more planning. Um, and that should feel a lot better. It might be a bit overwhelming to look at it that way. And now what you're going to do is you are going to implement the solutions and you're going to tick them off as you do it. So for me, that looked like, okay, right, got a solution. Open my window, moisturize my face. I would do those things, get a highlighter and tick them off my list. So now you kind of have this big, messy list of half things that are ticked off, half things that aren't ticked off. And you just sort of work through them as best as you can. Then what you're going to do is you're going to read all your reminders back to yourself. You're going to look at all the things you've ticked off and you're going to go back to your original list of your anxieties. And you're going to read through them again one by one. And you're going to realise that a lot of them now don't apply anymore. So the feeling anxious and overwhelmed that my skin was dry doesn't apply anymore because it's not dry anymore. So you're going to give that a massive cross off your list. And you're going to do that to every single one of the little thoughts and anxieties that are now not really bothering you anymore because you've sort of resolved them. You've either come up with a solution or you've reminded yourself of what's true and you've made yourself feel a bit better about it. So at the end of this process, you're going to kind of come up with a list that's either all ticked off or mostly ticked off. And you're just going to be less left with a few things that feel a lot more manageable um, and your anxiety should feel a little bit better after that. I hope that process makes sense. If people do have more questions about that, I might be able to do a more like visual explanation of this because it is kind of hard to explain without like literally showing you what I mean. The second way that I use journaling is basically to deal with the anorexia thoughts. This, like, I don't really know how to explain this, but in therapy and stuff, they so often teach you, or I don't know, especially when you're in therapy for an eating disorder, that it's so focused on the food and your meal plan and your weight, all that kind of stuff. It's all very, like, done physically. And when it comes to the emotions as well, it's all about how to distract from them or avoid them. Basically, I found that when it came to the deep core anorexia beliefs and thoughts, it was very difficult for other people to help me with them. What really helped me was writing it down and processing it myself. I don't know if this will work for everyone. I think this will work for people who are like me and do have a quite a analytical brain in the fact that I like to go think, go through things very thoroughly, work them out, and then come to conclusions that feel true um, and can be backed up. And I think a lot of people are like that. So I do think that this method will help you if you're struggling with these very, like, very strong, very intense, irrational thoughts, but they're presented by anorexia to seem very true and there's also a lot of emotion behind them and by this I do mean things like guilt like guilt is a big one feeling guilty for eating something feeling guilty for not having exercised there's also thoughts like fear so fear of gaining weight fear of losing your sick body fear of becoming a different shape fear of eating above a certain amount of calories there's just so many worries that come along with recovery. Um, there's also fear of eating too much, fear of um, feeling greedy or feeling judged by other people for gaining weight. These are all the kind of thoughts that went around in my head. There were also, of course, the thoughts of, oh, well, I don't feel sick enough. I don't feel valid. I think other people are going to think that my eating disorder is fake. All that kind of stuff. And these thoughts 
were really difficult to overcome. I think, to be fair, I have overcome most of them. A lot of these thoughts I did overcome by working through them uh, with pen and paper. So I'm going to like tell you how I did that with these thoughts. I got through this by... It was basically being like a, a, det- a detective. It was... It was a series of questions and answers. So what I would do is I would present myself with the thought. I would think, okay, what am I upset about right now? What's the problem? And it would usually be something like, I don't know. um, I'm afraid of gaining weight. And then I would ask myself why. I'd be like, okay, why are you afraid of gaining weight? And then I would be, okay, well, you know, a number of reasons. One, um... I don't want to gain weight because um, it feels like I'm losing control. I don't want to gain weight because I, th- I think I'm going to look worse. I don't want to gain weight because I'm going to feel really uncomfortable in my body. Um, you know, it's just going to cause me to become really anxious and overwhelmed when I see it and when I feel it. I don't want to gain weight because it feels like failing. It feels like I'm doing something completely wrong that I don't want to be doing. Um, I don't want to gain weight because I'm afraid that then my eating disorder was fake. I used to think that a lot and I have made a whole episode about this because it's just such a crazy thought but it is really common and it's really intense when it's happening but I used to think all these things and I used to ask myself why and I'd go through each one and I'd write, you know, the in-depth version of why. It's iterative process. So you can keep going with this, you can ask yourself why, why, why and you can really get down to like some deep roots of why you fear certain things or why you feel guilty about certain things and then getting down to these root causes is really really important because then you've got your deepest truest fear and once you've got this you can almost overcome it um and obviously this it it doesn't work all the time unfortunately but for the times it does work it really does feel like a relief it's like a massive load off because this fear just sort of loses its power Um, of course with things like anorexia you have to do this multiple times so you might overcome a fear you might like get through this in the moment but then tomorrow you might feel the exact same fear and you have to do this process all over again and that was me I did spend a lot of my time writing things down over and over and over and although that's not ideal um, it did help so now you've got down to like root fear so it might be I don't want to gain weight because then it means I have faked having anorexia or I don't have anorexia anymore And then I would say, okay, well, why is that bad? And then I would be like, okay, well, it's bad because then it means that, you know, I've wasted everyone's time or then it means that everything I've gone through was stupid. It wasn't worth anything because, you know, my disorder's not real or because I've gained weight. So you you can see that these things, they're not very, um, they're not very rational, but it doesn't matter really because if that's how you're feeling, then that's how you're feeling. So you're going to write all this stuff down, you're going to get down to the root reasons of why you're worried about a certain thing or why you're guilty about a certain thing. And then what you're going to do is you're basically going to come, you're going to look at your end point, your answer, and you're going to be like, what is the worst case scenario if this is true, right? So take, for example, I don't want to gain weight because, um, you know, I'm going to be overwhelmed when it happens. Why are you going to be overwhelmed? Because I'm not going to like the physical sensation of it. Right, so you're not going to like a physical sensation. What's the worst that could happen, right? Uh, The worst that could happen is the absolute worst that could happen if I don't like a physical sensation of weight gain. Um, uh, I might have a panic attack. Right, can you deal with that? Yeah, I can, because I have the panic attack. Yeah, it's not nice, yeah, it's a horrible experience. But, you know, you get through it, you come out the other side. What you can do with all of these fears is you can do a worst case scenario. 
And the worst case scenario might be horrible, but it's not going to kill you. And this, you know, fear of being a failure, these things won't kill you. You can get through them. Even if they were true, which 99% of the time anorexia fears and worries aren't true, they're completely based off of irrationality, but if they were, worst case scenario, can you get through it? Yes, you can. You're a strong person. You can get through a lot of different things, as can other people. Um, people can do hard things. So it's really reassuring, actually, to get to the root cause, the root issue, look at it and say, well, what's the worst that could happen sort of thing, right? What if, what if I eat too much? Yeah, so what? What if you do eat too much? You might feel a bit sick, you know? Not that there is such thing as a too much in recovery, because there's not, but even if there was, what's the worst that could happen, Right? This kind of thing really helped me. Um, I'm writing it down because my brain couldn't really function in this much of a straightforward way was really helpful to me. So if you are, if you have like a circulating ED thought that won't go away, I really recommend doing this, you know, analysing it, getting to the root of it and then asking yourself, what's the worst case scenario? Can you deal with this? Yes, you can. And then at the end of that, you might feel this small sense of relief. And although it's not going to fix your problems, it might help you. Another way I used journaling, um, I used this way more in early recovery, was journaling when I was triggered by something. Um, being triggered is a really horrible experience. It can happen for a number of reasons and it will be different for everyone. You know, when you're in a vulnerable place, when your mind is vulnerable, um, it, so many different little things can tip you over the edge and send you spiralling and being triggered is the most awful feeling because you just feel this sense of dread and doom and just like utter desolation really it's like if someone's perhaps commented on your body um or said or noticed that you've gained weight or something that can be very triggering to people um other things could be like comparison is a big trigger so if you see someone else with an eating disorder and you compare yourself and you come off worse in that comparison that can be very triggering and it can cause a lot of feelings of like insecurity, anger even, lots of different things, right? Um, diet talk, things, people talking about dieting around you, people talking about calories can really trigger you. And in early recovery, small comments that were never meant to be insulting in any way. So for example, oh, you look healthier, right? That That's not an insult in any way. That's not even really a comment on your progress. It's just a very, like, base observation of, oh, you look a bit different to how you did 10 months ago sort of thing. Um, and, you know, most of the time it's true. Like, people don't like to, you know, acknowledge their weight gain. But I think it actually, it can give you a sense of pride, right? You've accomplished looking healthier. Um, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going to talk about how journaling helped me when I got triggered. Um, so what I would do is I would get my journal out and I would write down what triggered me. So, for example, I'm going to use an example that I remember very vividly. And it was in the first, I don't know, couple of months of recovery. And my mum said to me, I don't remember her exact wording, but it was along the lines of, oh, you look healthier. And I took it so hard. Um, my eating disorder brain translated it so badly and it really left me so vulnerable for a relapse because at that time I was already experiencing so much anxiety and overwhelm and discomfort so at that point that trigger could have sent me backwards it definitely could have done but I'm really proud of myself and I managed to work through it in a really good way so what I did is I wrote down mum has triggered me because she has just said that I look healthier or she's just implied that I look healthier then I would be like okay I'd ask myself a question. I'd be like, why does that bother you? It bothers me because if she thinks I look healthier, that means 
I must look different. Then I would think, okay, why does that bother you? Why, why does it bother you that you look different? And then I'd be like, okay, well, if I look different, that means I must have gained weight. And that must mean that um, my eating disorder is, you know, less less severe. And then I would think, is that true? And I would question myself. All of my answers that I would give, I would question. I'd be like, is that true, though? And then I would say, well, no, not really. It doesn't mean my eating disorder is less severe. It just means that I've managed to restore a bit of weight. So then I would be like, okay, well, why, why is it bad? Why don't you want to look healthier? That is the aim of the game here. And I'd come to the conclusion that, well, yeah, it is the aim of the game, but I'm not quite, I haven't quite parted with my anorexia, have I? Because if, if I truly was in recovery in the fact that I had distanced myself from my anorexic identity, I wouldn't be triggered by these sorts of things because it would align with what I wanted. Whereas at that point in time, my brain was so split between anorexia and recovery that every single thing I did that was recovery oriented, my anorexia brain was still very much engaged. And for that, it just felt like failure because as you know, if you have anorexia, gaining weight feels like failure sometimes. So I would basically journal out these things. I would ask myself, why, why is it triggering you? Blah, 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 blah. And I would basically come to the point where I would be able to realize that in a in an ideal world in a healthy world with a healthy brain this little thing this comment whatever it wouldn't trigger me it just wouldn't bother me because it would be either aligned with what I wanted recovery or it would be so insignificant and like stupid that I would just be able to brush it off so coming to that conclusion made me be able to separate anorexia from my own brain and I did that by writing so I think that really helped me is like when you get triggered by something write out why it's bothering you keep asking why until you get to the root problem similar with the last exercise but you just got to keep asking yourself why is it bothering you why am I triggered by this blah 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 and just keep going next step after doing that is you are gonna engage your recovered self so what I would do then is I would go through this 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 blob of writing that I'd written about being triggered it was usually quite incoherent because I was so upset at the time but you go through it and you look at it from the point of view of someone who doesn't have an eating disorder and you think to yourself, what would I tell this person? What would I what would I want them to hear and know right now? And you write it down, you think, okay, look, just because you've gained weight doesn't mean that you have magically gotten better and you don't need help anymore because you do need help and you do still need to eat and you still need to do all these things and you still need to recover. So and you basically have to just talk to yourself in the kindest way possible and write it down like writing things down puts it out there in the world rather than just having it in your head still so yeah use this exercise if you get triggered write down why and give yourself a healthy response this is easier said than done but you can do it it might feel very fake at first but i think as you keep doing it when you get triggered instead of just letting that thought fester in your brain spiral around and fuel some sort of relapse get it out get it on paper and work through it and resolve it and often what you do at the end of this is you will still feel quite triggered. You will still feel quite bad, probably for about a week. This is what used to happen to me. I used to get triggered by something, work through it, feel bad about it for about a week. Whenever I thought about it, I would feel that awful like sinking sensation. But then after that week or so, you just the feeling, the emotion behind it fades and you're just left with the rational response that you managed to write yourself out. And that was really helpful to me. I'm going to make a whole episode about how to get out of like a mental health slump and I'm going to talk about how I journal for that as well in that episode which means I'm not going to really be mentioning any journaling exercises I use for like 
getting my life together in a way like I'm not really going to talk about my to-do lists or my like motivational journaling or my stuff to do with feeling like depressed I'm not going to talk about this episode I'm purely going to like focus this these tips on eating disorder recovery journaling okay so I think I've gone through the main three ways I use journaling which was dealing with anxiety dealing with irrational thoughts and dealing with being triggered um there was a lot of other things but these were more one-off things that I didn't do all the time the three things I've mentioned have been things that have been very consistent and I do on a weekly daily whatever basis like these are things that I'm practiced at um, and that I need really to cope now I'm going to talk about things that I have done in the past journaling wise like journal prompts and stuff like that that did help my recovery um so the first one is writing a letter to your eating disorder saying goodbye almost it's like a grieving letter it's like thank you anorexia for giving me a sense of safety when I needed it and couldn't manage but you know I don't need you anymore because of x y and z you know you haven't helped me in these ways Uh, I want a life that's better blah 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 you just write a letter to your eating disorder it's quite cathartic it's like releasing it um and yeah that's quite a nice thing to do especially if you're like quasi recovery where you're like you've been doing it for a while but you're not really getting anywhere because you're still holding on to your eating disorder another thing you can do is um work around finding your values um so what you can do is you can make a pie chart of your personal values and this can be things like things you love or things you find interesting your passions your personality traits you're going to make a pie chart of it And you're going to make two pie charts, actually. One of them is a pie chart that applies to you when you're in your eating disorder. And another applies to you either before your eating disorder or after. So it can be either. It's basically your healthy self. So my pie chart, for example, when I was trapped in anorexia was, I don't know, a third food. That was just it. Food thoughts. A a third weight, weight thoughts. And another third of guilt and anxiety and feeling not good enough. Um, and maybe a little bit of exercise there's all these like calories you know all these things can be part of your pie chart value all your values whereas um your recovered self it can be things like um i don't know your hobby maybe you do like team sports maybe you really value your honesty and your integrity because when you're when you have anorexia you often lie and you can't really value honesty as much as you would like you value your health because when you have anorexia you're certainly not valuing your health are you it helps you to build that new identity that you definitely need to do in recovery you need to build a new identity another exercise would be this is what i did a lot when i felt uh invalid or not sick enough i've made a whole episode about this but it's basically write a list of reasons why your eating disorder sucks (laughs) it's like write a list of reasons of why it hurt you how it hurt you all the awful things it did you're just going to write them all down really another way of journaling in recovery is actually very important and this is planning for future stresses um i still do this but not as much because I don't know why I don't do this as much I just don't really find myself doing it but what it is is I don't know how to explain this you you might have something upcoming and you know it's going to trigger your eating disorder so for me I'm going to give an example this was my um, end of school year prom thing so I knew this would trigger my eating disorder because I had to wear a dress I had to be amongst my classmates who had the last time they saw me was when I was very visibly unwell and then I was going back to that same environment with those same people but I was in a completely different body because 
I had mostly physically recovered at that time. I had mostly weight restored. Um, so going back, looking so different was really going to trigger me. And I knew about it. I knew that would happen. I could see in advance that that was going to bother me. So what I did, right, was a few weeks ahead. In fact, I think I did it twice. I did it a few weeks ahead and I did it a few days ahead of the time. I wrote down a plan of action. Um, and this was so helpful because once you've preempted something, it doesn't hit you as hard. My plan of action was write down a list of all the things that could potentially stress me out about this event and then write down why they're going to stress me out. And then to that, write down perhaps a list of like reminders and rational responses, kind of similar to all the other stuff I've talked about. So you're going to reassure yourself for starters. That's what you're going to do. You're going to write them down and then you're going to reassure yourself. Then what you're going to do is make an action plan um, of how you are going to manage your anxiety about this event. So for me, that was um, making sure that the dress I got, I had tried on before, I had worn before and I was semi-confident in or I was as comfortable as possible in. So that was part one of my action plan. Part two was making sure I was going with my friends who understood and I was going to be spending some time with them beforehand to like, you know, get into the feel of it. Another thing was making sure that I had an escape route. If I really couldn't handle it, I wanted to leave. You know, making sure that um, I had ways of getting home. You just got to like make sure that you are as prepared as possible for this event. You know, in anything that you might encounter... It won't bother you, it won't throw you as much if you if you could see it coming. So just try your best to do that. And I think any like upcoming event that you know is going to trigger your eating disorder is definitely worth having a sit down maybe for like 15-20 minutes and just writing about it and figuring out ways that you can make life easier for yourself when the time comes. My final tip for journaling in eating disorder recovery is, is about reaching your own goals, um, specifically recovery goals. I used to do this a lot. Every month actually I think I would do this. I would go through... And I would assess what I'd accomplished that month. Um, I had an ongoing list of fear food. So I would like recap my month. I would think, okay, well, what challenges did I overcome this month? What am I proud of myself for this month? And I'd write it all down. Um, another thing I would do at the end of every month would I would assess what I didn't do so well maybe. I Maybe if I hadn't progressed much with my weight restoration that month, I would think to myself, look, you really could have done better. You could have whatever it may be that I wasn't doing that was was allowing me to remain an unhealthy body weight, I would say, okay, well, you know, we can improve that for next month. So basically, you're just going to be honest with yourself. You're going to go through, you're going to have a look over your month and you're going to think, well, what did I do well in recovery and what maybe should I stop doing or should I improve for next month? Pick out the thing that is most important to you right now. So for you, maybe calories are ruling your life. Um, and you just need to stop counting them. In fact, I have actually already recorded a whole episode about how to stop counting calories, but that will be out soon. But yeah, you're just going to focus on what's most important to you. Um, you're also going to like look at what's most achievable, and you're going to mix these together. So you're going to have like this list now of achievable and also really important goals. And then under your list of goals, you're going to like do a little branching out thing of like how you're going to accomplish that. So if your goal is to start being more honest with your family then you've got to break this down because having a goal like that is hard to achieve so you can break it down by being like okay this week I'm gonna open up to my sister about this behavior I've been doing in secret and then it might be next 
I'm going to open up to my whole family about this behaviour. And that used to help me a lot in recovery, stay accountable and stay on track and actually stay quite motivated because achieving goals is such a good um, reward for your brain. There's probably loads more things because I literally do so much journaling. I'm going to have a look through my journal again really quickly and see if there's anything useful. Okay, yeah, um, there is quite a lot more I can make about this, but I'm going to put it into that episode about how to like improve your mental health in general because... Yeah, so many of my like tips to do that aren't really eating disorder specific, so I will put that into that other episode. But and the final point, the final idea for journaling is to set intentions for the day. It's, this is really useful if you do morning journaling, is to set like recovery intentions. So for me, when I was going through a period of like um, extreme hunger or just like high levels of hunger... I would find it so difficult to honour my hunger. I think that's just very self-explanatory if you've got anorexia. But for those times, it was so important that I had like deliberate intentions for the day for why I was bothering to honour my hunger when it caused so much guilt and like upset. So in the morning, if I felt like I knew that today was going to be a very hungry day, I would write a list. I would be like, okay, why am I honouring my hunger today? And then under it, I would write to rewire my brain, to reduce mental hunger to help my body to give my organs the nutrients they need um to live uh, a life where I no longer have to think about food all the time to restore weight to make my family trust me so all these kind of things you've got to set your intentions you're going to be like I am in you know I'm going to honor my hunger today or I'm going to not look at the scale when I get weighed all these things that may be really difficult but when you start your day with saying you're going to do it and then giving yourself that really powerful reason as to why you're going to do it is really helpful. I really hope all this has helped you if you do want to start journaling and you just didn't know where to start. Also make it work for you, you know, maybe you're not a list person, maybe you're a mind map person or whatever it may be, just make it work for you. I also think it's worth mentioning I made 25 worksheets um, based off of all these kind of tips so there's a lot more in those worksheets than I've spoke about here those worksheets um there's some of them that are tools for tracking like urges and anxiety around meals there's stuff about body image there's quite a few worksheets on how to improve your body image like step-by-step exercises on how to do that there's a lot of yeah basically a lot of value in those worksheets if you want a copy they are on my etsy um i think there's five pounds and it's like a digital copy, so you just get an email with them. Um, if you are just interested in a couple of these topics and want me to go further, or maybe you want a more visual representation, honestly, just message me on Instagram. It's at Real Recovery UK. Yeah, it's at Real Recovery UK. And if you just like want um, a visual aid, I will just send you one of these worksheets or a couple of these for free because I think they just really help to give that framework for these journaling exercises you can treat them as like a journaling prompt um so yeah i mean if you don't want to buy the whole pack that's fine just message me on instagram i can send you one that is relating to what you're asking about maybe you want one on body image or you want one on how to manage anxiety and i can just send you the the specific worksheet for that because i do want to help people if you want to request the next episode then go ahead. I do have several planned. So I've already recorded one on calorie counting. I've had requests for that. I've also had requests for ones for how to deal with compulsive exercise and like over-exercise and how to stop that. Um, That is going to take me a lot longer to do because it was something that I personally was not very good at handling. Um, I've also got plans to do episodes on how to get out of a mental health slump. And by that I mean like, I don't mean... um, 
a clinical depressive episode I don't mean that at all because obviously that requires professional help but I do just mean for people who experience maybe like depressive symptoms or just feel that their mental health is in a bit of a rut uh that episode will really help you because it's helped me the the steps I go through in that one has helped me so many times so yeah another episode I'm going to be doing is dealing with being triggered I know I went into that in this episode but I'm going to do it again in more detail I'm also going to make one on Christmas obviously because people have requested stuff to do with Christmas they need help around this time and I completely understand that I'm also going to make an episode on body image and another one on weight gain those are kind of just obvious ones that I know I need to do because I know that people struggle with but if you have specific requests please message me on Instagram at real recovery UK I answer my dms pretty much every day sometimes it's once every two days but yeah um so hopefully I really should get to yours and hopefully I will make an episode on what you request if you want to help this podcast grow I am trying to grow it I don't really know how to be honest but I know that Apple anyway promotes podcasts that have ratings five star ratings and reviews so just take a minute and review it um give it a five star rating and that will really help me out so I would really appreciate it if you did that thank you so so much to everyone who has listened to this episode it's quite long and I'm kind of surprised if you have listened to the end um I really appreciate anyone who does and I really really hope this helps yeah and thank you to everyone who messages me on Instagram and says that they listen to this because it literally like makes my day and yeah goodbye until the next episode 